0: What would a sustainable agriculture look like? What's the goal? What would success look like for all the reforms that are taking place across land use, carbon, farming practice, water and so on? Well, it really is important to get clear what that possible world, that green and hopefully much more prosperous land would actually look like and then see how far we've got to go. So it would be net zero carbon consumption. So it would treat all carbon emissions on the same basis. From agriculture as well as heating and transport and energy and steel and so on. And it would treat imports the same as domestic production. There'll be no more cutting beef herds in the United Kingdom and then merrily importing the beef from, say, Brazil on cleared Amazon rainforest. It would deliver sustainable food production. And that means it would deliver food while not doing damage to the soil, in fact doing proper capital maintenance to keep the condition of the soil at least as good and hopefully improve it. And. The assets upon which farming is based would be treated as assets in perpetuity. We would care a lot about the state of those assets for not just us, but for the next generation. All those things would be in place and a sustainable agriculture would in the process look to not damaging water and water quality, not damaging air quality enhancing mental and physical health, and uh, doing all those natural capital things which are also dependent on the way land is used. There'll be no more battle between farming and nature, the two would go together. That's an idealistic, some would say, utopian world which sustainable agriculture would be a core part of. Food production, yes, but food production in harmony with the other natural capitals. So how well do existing plans fit with that ideal? How well do they set us on a path to getting from where we are now to there? Well, we do have in England the Environment Act We do have in England the Agricultural Act and we do have for the United Kingdom as a whole uh, the 219 Amendment to the Climate Change Act setting a legal requirement to meet net zero territorial carbon production by 2050. And lots of that, not all of it, uh, but certainly the agricultural environment bit, are the result of Brexit, They just have to be done because we're no longer in the common agricultural policy and environmental standards are no longer set for us in Europe. Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland are all doing their own thing in environmental legislation and agriculture. But the direction of travel is pretty similar. And let's look at what has actually happened as a result of that turning away from the EU and the broader picture. So there is no carbon price for agriculture. Agriculture is a major emitter of carbon, relative to its size in the economy, uh, by far the biggest. There is no border adjustment, so there's no proper treatment of imports of less environmentally benign products, and indeed also with respect to animal welfare. Indeed, in the most recent case in foie the government would like us to continue to be able to import stuff, which it would be illegal to produce in the United Kingdom. So no carbon border adjustment, no proper trade incorporation of carbon. There are no land use plans for proper sequestration of carbon. There are lots of dodgy offsets out there. And at the broader level, the state of the rivers is far from ideal. And when we come to things like air quality and uh, biodiversity, it's all, as they say, work in progress. And behind all of this is an enormous land grab taking place as corporations sign up to their own net zero targets. If I was writing this down in inverted commas, by specific dates, and then think that if they can plant lots of trees, somehow that's a get out of jail card for the emissions that they're causing. Nothing wrong with planting trees, indeed highly desirable to plant the right trees in the right places, and indeed to protect peat and so on. And great that people are coming in to do this stuff, but let's be clear, the need on the climate change front is so demanding that we need both sequestration and emissions reduction, not one or the other. So on this path towards a sustainable agriculture, which we may have uh, gradually got ourselves a foothold on, in terms of public money for public goods, in terms of those carbon abatements and sequestrations, and in terms of trade and so on, how is it going to turn out? Is this going to be uh, the high point of hype about the need to address the environment about to be buried in the realities of problems on the ground, the lobbying by the vested interests and frankly the affordability crisis and uh, potentially downturns in the world economy? Is it going to be a nice-to-have when things get better, or are we really firmly on that path? Well, some things look to be going in the right direction. So for all the criticism, ELMS, uh, the uh, environmental land management scheme in England, is different from the common agricultural policy. Not entirely different. Lots of things in Europe are going the same kind of direction. But the public money for public goods is wholly new in agricultural subsidy arrangements. And although the Pillar 1 or Tier 1 sustainable farming incentive is not that demanding, you could say it's your know, cap Pillar 1 uh, with a bit of serious cross-compliance, there will nevertheless be a change in direction. And the basic farm payment is going. And that's pretty critical. Farmers will not, in the end, 2028 or sometime like that, be paid simply to own land. That's a, a big step forward. There is an emerging carbon offsets market, and although there's a hell of a lot of greenwash going on in this space, nevertheless, there are serious amounts of money going into serious plays on uh, planting trees and adapting the environment. It has to be said, Some of this is by financial institutions under the heading of ESG and some of it's financial arbitrage for so-called net zero companies. But be that as it may, uh, there are going to be substantive changes on the ground. On the soils, not so straightforward, but a rising price of fertiliser and a rising price of pesticides is doing no damage to the drive towards more precision applications and that in itself is a step towards improving the soil. A small step, but an important one. But you know, on the other natural capitals, things don't look so good. It's true that monies will go to planting hedges and doing a variety of things which uh, do no further harm, and indeed will make some marginal benefits. It's true that at least there's a serious public debate about agricultural pollution into rivers, though as yet apart from maybe turning down some more planning permissions for free-range chickens in the uh, Wye Valley, not much is actually happening in terms of substantial change of direction. And the biodiversity story remains pretty bleak, particularly for insects and for the ecosystems which depend upon invertebrates. And my guess is that turning this round is much more like turning around a super tanker than doing a bit of planting hedge here and planting there. And what is missing in the middle of all of this drive towards a sustainable agriculture to achieve that goal, which really would be a green and much more prosperous land. Uh, What's really missing is a land use plan. A view about what we should do with the land as a whole. And instead of having particular businesses, uh, particular land agents, uh, rich individuals buying up bits and pieces and doing bits and pieces here and there, there's a much more profound question as to Where is the best place to plant the trees? Where do the peat bogs need addressing? Where should the limited resources go? As opposed to be a matter of bottom up, bit by bit, incrementally edging forward. That is vitally needed going forward. We do have to make some public decisions about how we use the land. And just looking at the debates about foresting quite a lot of the uh, land in Wales, the community issues, the biodiversity issues, etc., tells you that doing it on a case-by-case basis, buying up a farm here, buying up a farm there, is not going to, as they say, clinch the deal for the environment. Indeed, it might do quite a lot of damage. So the goal is there, the aspirations there, the corner, arguably, Can be turned as a result of the big legislative changes post the Brexit exit from the EU, but a lot more to do before we get anywhere near sustainable agriculture. And perhaps it may turn out that it's the technological developments which prove to be more enduring than the attempts by politicians and society more widely to take a proper public view about the proper use of land within which food and farming stops being a battle against nature and becomes a cooperative effort. Thank you.